Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bet the Farm podcast. As always, now I'm your host, Jared, the farmer, Plotnik. And if you listen to Golf Books to the Plotniks, a little more enthusiastic today than I was in that episode after last week's debacle. You want to know why I go tune into the show? I'm not talking about it again. I'm here with two of the other farm animals, both of you. Take your turn. And you know what? You introduce yourselves. I'll go ahead and start. My name is the oh, sheep. Oh, that no one was thinking it was the sheep. The old hosts, but now just the premier guest of the show. You know, I think I'm on a little streak here. This is uh, episode five at last six, maybe. So, you know, I'm fighting my way back for that full-time contract. In order to get my full-time contract, I have to keep delivering winners. I think I'm over, I'm over 500. Had a nice solid week last week. So, I'm just here back on the show and uh thanks for having me boys welcome back kid i am dino the pig oh damn well best remember it and i'm here to give winners and eat chicken fingers so i'm starving fucking oh, a fat chicken. pig i need some chicken fingers in my life we might head to flanagan's get some chicken stickers while i'm at Ooh. it but coming off of a three-in-one week your boy is fired up and I'm ready to keep the ball rolling today. It is we are recording on a Thursday. This will be out Thursday night. And if you listen to Golf Picks with the Plotniks, as my brother mentioned, the show that him and I do to break down everything you need to know about golf. So go tune in, presented by Bet the Farm Podcast, and subscribe, rate, and review, and resubscribe, re rate, re review. You would know that we gave out some first round leaders and hit two of them, even though it's a dead heat. It's money in your pocket. So. I'm fired up. I got money in my pocket right now. I'm ready to spend it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? And how we start by doing it, we send it to you for the recap. Recap time. Recap time. I already mentioned Dino, three in one week. I'm off the schneid. Had a few 500 weeks, one really bad week, but finally off the schneid here. Started off with a player prop in NBA, and it was the Boston Celtics versus Milwaukee. I believe it was game six. I said to everybody, Jason Tatum off a stinker. Always back Jason Tatum off the stinker. I said over 29 and a half points. What did he drop? A 40 piece. So that's a winner right there. Went to the ice and I said the Florida Panthers versus the Capitals game six to close it out. Guess what? We want the over of six and a half. And guess what? You know what the Panthers do? The cardiac cats, they go down, score at the end of the game, win in overtime. And if they didn't score in the last two minutes, and I wouldn't have had any chance of that. So you got to love the Cardiac Cats. But guess what? That's the last time I will mention that team until next season. And then I went to the Octagon UFC. We had a main event with Jan Boschowitz versus Ivan Rakic. Rakitic. It's not Rakitic, but his, his last name is Rakic. It was the main event. And I took the I took the I took the under of three and a half here. Most people thought the over was going to be a lock. Guess what? Jan Blachowicz just destroyed his legs. I actually kind of called the way that this fight was going to go, and it was a pretty close fight. Blachowicz destroys his legs, and he wins by kicking him in the leg and tearing his ACL. The guy tears his ACL, goes on the ground. He ground and pounds, and the ref calls the fight. That's a win, under three and a half, cash that. And then, unfortunately, went to the USFL. Jared will know exactly what I'm talking about. We watched the game together. As always, I'm taking the Houston Gamblers. Houston Gamblers, because that's what we do on Bet the Farm Podcast, over the Pittsburgh Maulers. And guess what? We got mauled. I took minus five and a half. They got beat by like 14 points. And they had a lead at half, too. Disappointing. 
by the gamblers. But guess what? We're going to keep gambling. All time puts me at 184, 157, and 12. That's a 54% clip. Now we'll send it to the guy who has the toasters for the mostest, had about almost 20 plays last week. In oh, yeah, what, that's I, me. what I call the slowest two minutes, but also called stoppage time. And Jared, eight, five, and four, tell us how you did it. Yeah, congratulations to me for setting a bet the farm record, by the way, for having four pushes. I believe that's the most ever in a bet the farm production. So, pat on my own back. Thank you very much. We'll make this quick, we'll make this simple. This was two weeks ago, anyways. I took the Penguins uh, money line. It was a must-win game. They got it. Capitals plus one and a half. You guys all scolded me against the Panthers. What happened? Perfect result. Panthers win in overtime. Stars plus one. They won outright. I should have just taken that money line. But guess what? We did as a peck. Uh, we did that as a podcast. Uh, what we like to call a bet the farm. So cash that. Uh, Warriors minus eight in a bounce back game. That one won. Then I mean, look, I could go through all these soccer games. No one gives a fuck. We have uh, time to. We people want to make money for the future. I'm not gonna go through it. Everyone heard it when I gave 16 plays, but I think those. Uh, I mean, that's where I had four of the pushes. That was on I think the last week of the EPL. Or the second. No, it was the second last week of uh, all these leagues. So, with that being said, eight, five, and four, final record. Send it over to you, Eric. The yeah, sheep. it was a small card. Uh, I bet every hockey game went two and two. Um, like Jared said, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it. We want winners, winners, winners. We want to look ahead, not behind us. And then I told you guys, Giannis is a freak. Point three rounds assists every single game. He cashed that three and two over 500 again. My winning clip is probably 52%, you know, moving up. That is true. You are at a 51% clip all time. 124, 121 and three. You are three games above 500. Look at that. Love to see it. And then lastly, we had the burn dog on the show. He cannot make it tonight. He is a few weeks away from graduating firefighter school. Going to be, be a firefighter soon. Wow. He was he was five and five in our last episode. All time puts him at 59 and 40, 19 games above 500, a 60% winning clip, which on the week puts us at 19 and 13. Another massive win for the farm, which all time Gets us to 781, 544, and 12 pushes. That is a 59% winning clip. And I listened to this other podcast daily. They have a daily show. And he was the, the host is Jonathan Coachman, the coach from WWE, from ESPN. You may know him. And he was saying, Oh, he started off the show by, Oh, everybody's in my DMs. Everybody's adding me. Oh, you guys suck because they had a bad day. And he's like, guess what? We're still 56% all time. That's what a professional gambler averages to be profitable. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. guess what? You must not be listening to Bet the Farm podcast. Guess what? We don't have to do it daily. We'll do it weekly, and we'll still find a way to get to 59% clip. That's better than an average gambler or an all-time or a, a professional average gambler. So suck on those <laughs> big old juicy nuts. Wow. I like Brandon's yeah. aggressiveness tonight. You know, sometimes you, we, we like to put money in people's pockets, but sometimes you got to put people in their fucking seats. All right. And you just did that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Get in your place. So big. And what, as, as Eric would call it, a jam packed episode for everybody today. We've got a lot to talk about. We got NBA, we've got NHL, we've got even taking it to the clay at the French open, some racing out there. We got both NASCAR F F1 and certainly going to take it to the pitch 
you know, it's stoppage time at some point. We will get to that. But before we get to our cash crops, everybody's favorite segment of the episode, let's get to our red card of the week. This is where, just like on the pitch, when the referee gives you the red card, you got to get the fuck out of here. It's something that, you know, he shouldn't have done, but, you know, you got to send him home. So uh, I'm on a roll right now. As you mentioned, let me just start off. I'm going to start off. My red card of the week goes to pro football talk. If nobody knows who that is, it's ran. It's the, it's, it's mainly owned by Mike Florio and he runs their Twitter account and Mike Florio comes out yesterday. And because Colin Kaepernick is getting a workout for the Las Vegas Raiders and people are talking about Colin Kaepernick at a left field. He came out and tweeted. He said, Colin Kaepernick would be a better starter in the NFL currently than any quarterback on the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Texans, Tua Tagovailoa, and Marcus Mariota in Miami and Atlanta. Is this guy honestly absolutely clueless, or is he just clickbaiting? Because you're, you're talking about a guy who hasn't played in the league in, what, five to six, seven years? And even when he – at the after he went to San Francisco – he went to two different teams after that, and he was a backup, and he was atrocious. So telling the whole world that you think that he would be a better starter than four different – five different NFL teams, their entire quarterback roster is asinine. The guy is an absolute clown. Mike Florio, red card of the week. Get the fuck out of here. And honestly, you should get your Twitter suspended. I'm just going to call it how I see it. Wow. That was nice. Uh, I like the passion today, Brandon. You're really bringing the heat. Yeah, guy must be drunk. You know. I mean, I'll I'm not saying I'm not drunk. I just had the firest ribeye of my life, and I am just fucking on. I'm trying to burn off of all of those calories at the moment, and I just got to get a little amped up to do it because if not, I might be falling asleep. So let's fucking ride. Just talking about Florio, first of all. I mean, I don't know how he could say that. The guy's not even getting a job. <clears throat> There's no way he gets a job. Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, there's no way anybody signs him. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to play the political card here. It's not what we do on the show, but is it not just a little ironic that I, yeah. that that everything going on politics right now with the shootings everywhere, you know, people are targeting black people, Asian people, little kids, and now Colin Kaepernick's just somehow back in the mix. Uh, is there a parallel there? I don't know, but Hey, honestly, I'd be happy to see Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL, but he's not a better starter than all these, these no. like the Tua and Mariota, and then all the quarterbacks, Darnold and the Seahawks assigned buddy. I mean, even David Mills is probably currently a better starter than Colin Kaepernick. Like, just get out of here guy, with that take. It's just a terrible I, take. I, the guy has not taken an NFL snap in what five years? More than that. More exactly. You can't just go and play like that. Makes no sense. Like it makes no sense. And is a distraction, so I'll factor all that into. But I digress. Uh, Jared, any red cards? Yeah, actually. Um, red card of the week, you know, after this big uh, – I know I prefaced earlier if you want to know what happened in golf last week. Uh, oh, you can God. go listen to Golf Picks of the Plot next. But we'll make it – let's just do a cl- uh, quick cliff notes. I had three ponies, outright picks, first, second, and third place headed into Sunday. And uh, none other than my man crush, Mito Pereira, Knew the choke was coming. So red card of the week actually goes to myself, right? Myself for knowing that, how are you not hedging with JT at a long number? JT, the one guy I was actually, if he wasn't in the late early wave, which if anyone that paid attention to golf or listen to us, you knew that going into the week, late early wave had a very big disadvantage. 
uh, this week due to a lot of wind Thursday afternoon. And he went out Thursday afternoon. If not, if he went out in the morning, he was going to be on my card. Instead, he was not. So I was not on him. So it was a perfect time to hedge on a guy that could come from behind, plays perfect in these tough conditions against a bunch of guys that have never got it done before. And I didn't do it. So Red Card of the and myself for not being a little more proactive. You know, sometimes you could place blame here or there or here. You have three ponies. Why couldn't they have done X, Y? No, no, no. Look in the mirror, Jared. I'm looking straight in the mirror right now, and I'm saying that's what I call a bet, the red, the red flag. Fuck, I, I just butchered it. You got to cut that out. Psych. I was trying to say that's what we like to call bet the farm, make a play on it, but that's what we call a red card on myself. That's what I meant, and that's what I'm doing. Red card of the week goes to the farmer. Well, none of you guys have to say it. I'm going to say a red card of the week goes to the Florida Panthers. Hate yeah, to do I it. I don't want to bring it up. Hate to do it, but just, you know, best team all year, score the most goals all season, have one of the best power plays in the NHL all season, and then you just forget how to execute in the playoffs. It's just unacceptable, and, you know, that's my red card of the week. Yeah, Said I wasn't going to talk about it, and I'm not going to. It's been the past. I'm on to the future. Let's put some money in people's pockets. Our favorite segment of the week, our cash crops. This is where we give you guys our best bets of the week and all – the landscapes of all sports. So, ah, like I like to do when I transition, yeah. I'm on a roll. Thank you, Jared, for that. I'm sure the fans appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and start off while I'm on a roll here. And I'm going to go to Friday night. We've got the Colorado Avalanche versus the Blues. And they're on the road. They're coming off of a brutal overtime mm-hmm. loss on Wednesday night. And the Avs are currently minus 170 favored on the road to close out the series. Give me the Colorado Avalanche to close out the series. This is a better team. They're coming off of a brutal overtime loss at home. It's a big bounce back game on the road. They've been phenomenal on the road all year and all playoffs. Don't see why anything would change here. This is a motivated team right now. It's minus 170 money line. If you don't want the juice, I would advise take the Avs three-way. I am... Highly doubtful that two games are going to overtime in a row in that series. So you could get the three-way line probably around minus 110, minus 120, meaning that they just have to win in regulation. I'm going to bite the bullet on the minus 170 to win outright, just in case you got to cover all bases. I might even sprinkle on the three-way and potentially the minus one and a half. Got to love in the playoffs, especially in in NHL, taking some minus one and a half. So I've hit on a few already where you got the team that's up one goal in the final two minutes. The other team pulls their goalie. You get the, you know, the empty netter goal, and that helps cash your ticket at some juicy odds. So give me the Colorado Avalanche to close out the series and get to the Western Conference Finals. Eric, Icerica? Um, no ice Rica, huh? No, nah, I mean, I like that play. Yes, I think the Avalanche do get it done, but pretty bad loss last night. Um, at home, up three nothing, brutal. Let them get back in the game. I mean, this is probably one of if I were to touch this game, I would take it out of your book. The plus one and a half for the Blues seems like a, like a good play. Similar situation like the Panthers in the first round, you know, you have a Blues team who's fighting for their playoff lives at home they do have a bunch of veterans on that team so and they, they've, been, they've been playing well they kept in a series crowd will be fired up so i think the avalanche are going to win yes but you know that plus one and a half comes in handy i think blues might get up to an early lead you know game does go to overtime you're a winner so 
You know what? I just convinced myself. Give me Blues plus one and a half. Wow. All right. Looks like I'm taking this game to go to overtime. At I don't even know if you could bet on that, but uh, just so you both you can. can win. You can. Well, let's see. Plus one and a half. You're going to be getting. You're going to get minus one sixty. So I can get out at the Avs minus one seventy to win outright, and you get plus one and a half at minus one sixty. It's a lot of juice delay, but. Yeah, I don't know how confident. So you got to think that one through. I are you making that a cash drop? Yes, no. I am. Oh, All right. Go. Well, hey, for this for both of our sakes, both if I take it on the, the three way line in regulation, or if I take the money line, let's just say give me the the, the one goal win, and we'll take good, it from baby. there. Sounds good to me. So we're not necessarily fading each other. We'll see what happens. But sounds good on the ice. Let's move it to another sport. Eric, what do you got for us? Are we ready? Are we ready for a caution flag? Is the, is the audience ready to slow things down, change four tires, get on the, you know, damn pit road? Or are we yeah. going to take? No, we're, we're still we're still play. in the States. Come on. You know how this podcast works. We stay in the States and then we head overseas. I've got two plays okay. overseas. So let's stay uh, in the first, old USA. Give it to us. First. We're staying in the States. I'm taking the fans to Charlotte, where we have Charlotte Motor Speedway. I think it's the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend at Charlotte Speedway. New to the audience, I'm a NASCAR guy, right, guys? You know, I love NASCAR. My father-in-law loves NASCAR. Hey, last summer, all I did was watch NASCAR, and I've been studying NASCAR. So you ready for some plays, boys? I'm ready. All right, well. First of all, a little fun, little little fun bet here. I like to do. I like to pick manufacturers, right? You get Chevys, Fords, and Toyotas. There's a boatload of Chevys in the field. They dominate all year long. There's a handful of Fords. There's a handful of Fords, and there's a handful of Toyotas. This week, though, however, I like Toyota plus one fifty. Put that home. Who are some Toyota drivers, Eric? You get Denny Hamlin. You get Christopher Bell. You get oh, I like Chris Bell. Yeah, you get Martin Truex Jr. That's my three, boy. Three wins at Charlotte in his career. So you're getting someone with some value. Denny Hamlin also uh, loves. Sorry, Denny Hamlin also loves Charlotte. Twenty six out of eight races, he's finished in the top ten. So you're getting some some big dogs here. And then you're That's also the mileage on this track. Um, great question. Do you know it's the Coke Cola 600? I believe it is a mile, probably less than a mile, maybe mile and a half. Mile and a half, probably. Maybe two miles. It's a great question, Dino. I should have done my homework. <laughs> 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 All right. Got to stop That's the sheep early. First pick Toyota is going to be a winning manufacturer plus 155. Next one, I'm going with another fun bet the winning car number under 12 and a half. So you're giving me Ryan Blaney, the 12 car, the 11 car, Denny Hamlin. You have the one car in Ross Chastain who's been one of the hottest drivers on the planet. You're giving me Kyle Larson, the five, Chase Elliott, the nine. I mean, you got a bunch of dogs. So I love that one. That one's actually even money. So it's a good pick. Is it far, 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 far. All right. So people want to know outrights here. This is what I'm going for. Martin Truex plus 950. Like I mentioned before, three wins this year. Um, three wins at Charlotte. Very comfortable. Give me plus 950. And he hasn't won this year at all. Playoffs are around the corner. How do you get into the playoffs, Jared Brandon? How do you get in? 
Well, you win. You win. You win, or you could have, you know, finish in the top five or ten every single week. Martin Truex has not done that, so he's fighting for his playoff light. Needs to win. I'm also going to go with Denny Hamlin, eleven to one, as I mentioned. 26 out of the 28 times he's raced here, he's finished in the top 10. He's actually never won here. So Charlotte is near and dear to his heart. Look for him, 11 to 1. And then I got two more for you. Kevin Harvick, three wins on this racetrack out of 37 starts. But 30 of the races he's raced here, 18 top 10s, nine top fives, and three wins. The guy just loves Charlotte. So you're getting him at 28 to one, some great Sounds value like at colonial. Woo. Yeah. 28 to one on a guy who's, you know, is going to finish in the top 10 and then a cash prop on this one, minus one for minus one forty for Kevin Harvick to finish in the top 10. If you just listen to the stats, I threw out, as I mentioned, 30 out of 37 times he's raced here. He's finished in the top 10. I mean, the statistics on that are incredible. So I'm going to cash prop that. Last driver I'm uh, eyeballing here is going to be Brad Kozlowski. Another guy, another big horse, hasn't won this year, needs to get into the playoffs. The number you're getting with Kozlowski is a massive one, 75 to 1. Give me that all day long. Two wins at, at Charlotte, five top fives, nine top tens, and 20 career starts. So 16 out of the 20 starts, he's finished in the top 10. For him to finish top 10, that's going to be a cash crop. It's actually plus 200. So you're getting some extreme value in Brad Keselowski. Um, yeah, and that's all That's all I got. It was a lot of info. Came in hot, came in heavy. Now I'm, that's it. I'm out. That's what, a, that's what a caution flag is. That's what a pit stop is. You get in, you get out. Well, I love it. <laughs> got to love the motor racing. And I think it's about that time we head overseas where I've got another – bet on the tracks and this time we're going to f1 this is the premier event of the year monaco and i had to reach out to our f1 correspondent angel corchado the third he is an f1 sharp that's all he loves to do he also is the owner of carmy one of our prestigious sponsors and I reached out to him. I asked him, you know, what's your favorite bet of the week? And he said, Monaco, if you can ever get Max Verstappen to win at plus money, you take it every single time. And you can get Max Verstappen from Red Bull to win at plus 100 odds. So I am on that. Max Verstappen, one of the best drivers in F1, one of the hottest drivers at the moment right now. He has won four of the last five races in the F1 series. All I have to say is Red Bull gives you wings. And it's also going to give you guys some cash in your pocket. So that, that's where I'm at. Don't have much on that, but I, I believe in my, you know, my, uh, my cappers. And that was his favorite bet of the week. He also did like Max Verstappen potentially as the fastest lap. You can take that who has the fastest lap throughout the race. Thanks for Verstappen has an opportunity there. The outright favorite this week is Leclerc. Now, the reason Leclerc is a favorite, he is from Monaco, grew up a rich boy, is born and raised in Monaco. He has never finished inside the top 10 at this event, but he is the favorite this week. And I talked to Angel and he told me it's because he is a choke artist at home. He's feeling the pressure. He crashes in almost every single race. So 
I will take the second favorite in Max Verstappen here at plus 100 odds, even money, to win his fifth of his last six races, especially at the most prestigious event of the year in Monaco. Is the qualifying out yet? Like, do they know where they're starting or no? Uh, qualify no, the odds will change over time, but Verstappen always starts towards the front. That's just his MO. So odds will change a little bit, but let's grab the value while you can. When he may, he could end up being at the front of the the, the race, be the number one. Um, and yeah. instead, he's going to be the second favorite. So we'll see how that ro- that that rolls out. But always got to have faith in big old Max Verstappen. So going to ride that and. I'm going to stick to my guns here and continue on overseas. Let's go from Monaco over to French. We are in the French Open. Roland Garros right now is going on. We're already in the round of 32. And I'm going to go to one of the hottest players on the ATP Tour, and that is Carlos Alcaraz. He is facing Jared's boy, Sebastian Corda. 2 p.m. Friday afternoon. It's going to be under the bright lights and Roland Garros. This line is heavily favored to Alcaraz. He is about a minus 500 favorite. I see the over under sitting at 34 and a half. This line tells me that Corda, all he needs to do is win one set for this over to cash. Alcaraz, he's a hardcore stud. Sorry, he's a clay stud. But in his last match, he got tested. He lost the first two sets in his last match, but he battled back to win that match in five sets. Might be a little bit gassed. He's played in multiple tournaments in Spain in a row heading into this event. Obviously, he's from Spain. They do the Madrid. They do the Barcelona Open. So he might be a little bit gassed at this point. He won both of those, beat guys like Rafael Nadal. You know, Djokovic was in these. uh, He beats Zverev in the final. But on the other side, Sebastian Corda plays well on clay, has a 60% win percentage on the surface in his career. I could see him winning one set as the world number 30. It's not like he's some scrub, and he's cruised through his first two matches at Roland Garros thus far. Give me Sebastian Corda to win one set and cash the over of 34 and a half games, 2 p.m. Friday afternoon under the bright lights. Wow, fading your boy, Mini Nadal. Yeah, it's funny that you have that, and we are not sitting next to each other. We're on Zoom tonight, and I have that, I have that circled on my list. And literally everything you just said was exactly what I was thinking about. That quarter, I, I got thirty-five and a half though. Ooh, I'm a sharp. Got yeah, You know, you know, I'm a whale, so I move lines when I take things. So it could make sense. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're in on that too, or you just circled it? Yeah, no, I am. I have that one. I, I have a. I also have another one. And since we're staying on the clay, taking the same type of angle, but the other way, right? And it's Alexander Zverev versus Nakahama. If I said that right, Nakashima, Nakahama. Who gives a shit? It's okay? Nakashima. <laughs> who cares? But similar things. Zverev just got his push to five sets. Had a battle back down to nothing. What is he looking for right now, Dino? Killer instincts, cutthroat. He's a heavily favored, like you mentioned. Over under sitting at 31 and a half. This guy's gonna win in straight sets after just going to a five set battle. He's gonna cruise, 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 baby. Under 31 and a half. Zavera versus Yakiri Nakamura. <laughs> yeah, the only scary thing about that is that even if he wins in straight sets, like 
Zverev is a, a serving artist. So if the, if one of those goes to a tie break, that kind of fucks you because even if he wins in straight sets, you know, seven, six is still going to be a 13 point game. You just got to pray that he has one enormous set with like a six, one, six, two to help you uh, cruise through that bet. Just something for the fans out there to think about when you're looking at over-unders, especially at a, at a major or a grand slam, as they call it in tennis, because it's best three out of five instead of best two out of three, like a normal ATP event. So I I love it. Well, I, we're, while we're overseas, someone say it, someone give it to me. I still have more tennis. That's the only Uh, tennis. Yeah, no, that's all I got in Roland Garros. Oh, I have a bunch. You're in trouble. All right. Let me just, Jared, anything on the, on the clay? Nothing on the clay for me. Uh, as you just brought up, Zverev, I sent in a group chat. He was down 2 nothing the other morning. I woke up, turned on my TV. Somehow it was on FS1, and I said, I'm taking him live, and he won. And I said, I'm retiring at the French Open uh, undefeated. So I am out. Well, very nice. Let me just rattle off a few. We got Diego Schwartzman and Dimitriov over under set at 37.5. This one's got five sets written all over it. Give me the Ooh. over, over. Next, number? 37.5. Like it. Next, FAA, Felix Aguirre Alsami or Alisima or whatever you want to Salami. say. Salami. Alsami. We actually had it right the first time for the most part. Krajanovic? Who the fuck is that? I don't even uh, know. He's not bad, but I know <laughs> who he is, but he's not great. Over under 36 and a half. This is an FAA sweep, three sets in a row, keeping under, bang, 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 moving on. Next, we have <laughs> Amran Nori versus Humedov Khachatov. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like, no, he's, he's facing Karen Kachinov. That's my boy from Russia. Jared, that knows, that, Jared knows I love that guy. Yeah, but Eric's a sharp. He's a hardcore specialist. We're on clay now. I got you, Eric. You're not yeah. wrong about that. He's really bad on clay, but he is he's a better. I mean, Cameron Norris is really good. They're both hardcore specialists, yeah. so that makes it a little bit interesting. Minus four and a half all day, all night game. Ooh, I, don't, I don't like that one. Oh, oh you want to take it to the bar then? I mean – I'm not making it a cash grab, but you know, Karen's my boy and I don't know. It's going to be a bloodbath. If anything, that's the over of that one is one I love. Oh, and then I already talked about, I have Corda Alcaraz over 35 and a half, like you mentioned. And then one women's uh, Anissa Mova versus Muchova. Those just sound like two powerhouses that are going to go toe to toe. Give me the over 21 and a half. That's three sets <laughs> right all over it. Amanda Animasimova is an American uh, but she is she's been on fire right now versus Mukova versus Mu- Mukova, who is Mukova. actually it's Mukova. All right, but, one of the best players on clay you've ever seen, right? And if you haven't seen, you should go there and watch. Eric, how many tennis plays you just gave total? Five or right? Six. Six. So Brandon, I put the over under if we just right now he had to shut down everything, just look at the camera, over under of five and a half of those names that he just said that he could spell correctly uh, of the 12 players that are in those six matches. I'm going betting the house on the under and I'm a court yeah. is a gimme. He may get that one wrong too. I'll, I mean, I, wrote, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, Fuse's palace would, would get bankrupt trying to, to no. take the, take the no. over on that one. Rob Zverev, I know Corda, Nori, I'll get right. Alcaraz, I'll get right. Mucho. What's Nori? What's Nori? N O R I E. 
Yeah, he's looking <laughs> he at the her. names, dude. <laughs> no, he wrote them down though, so he could have wrote them down wrong. But I, yeah, exactly, because I did like. <laughs> I wrote down hot Kachanov, like K H A C A N O V. I don't even know. Oh no, that's it's it's spelled the way you think of it. It just says K H. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that would get him though. Hey, oh wait, no, no, no. How about this? Hey, spell Felix Alger Alizamai. I know oh, I wrote FAA on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. I like it, Eric. I like it. I like the six pack. You good on you good on the clay? Yeah, I'm good on the clay, man. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to go with my next pick first before we get to um jared's what i call the slowest two minutes but what you guys call what is it what are we calling it stoppage time what just like soccer you don't know if it's gonna be two stop- minutes you don't know if it's gonna be 10 minutes based All on right. what's going on That's it's true stop it so before we get to stoppage time let me go to my one lone bet overseas in football and we're going to the champions league final liverpool uh, versus real madrid liverpool the slight favorite they are a money line minus 105, minus a half, minus 115. And guess what? If you ever took the minus a half, you're an idiot. But although I did see that the lines said on the book, it specifically said that it said no um, extra time and no penalties or something like that. Yeah, it's only, you, off, it's only you off 90 minutes. The, you could take them 90 minutes or you could take them overall after penalties. Right, so they're going to give you the option because it's what's a the, Yeah, what's their odds to lift the trophy? Right, so that's different. I, I think it doesn't matter. That's not part of my handicap, but let's just ride into my handicap right now. Liverpool, bad taste in their mouth. They just lost the English Premier League to Man City. They should come out extremely aggressive. I mean, I, I don't see how they're not motivated to win both the FA Cup and the Champions League to cap off an unbelievable season. Let's just talk about some numbers. Real Madrid has scored at least two goals in their last five Champions League matches. Liverpool, at least one goal in their last four Champions League games. This tells me that both teams can have a lot of chances, come out feisty, ready to rumble. You know where we're going with this one. Liverpool versus Real Madrid, both teams to score, minus 150. That's my bet. Love that. That's actually a really, really good bet. I love that. Thanks, Eric. Oh, and this is the best part about it. It's no aggregate. So, like, you don't have to worry about parking buses. Like, that's not going to happen. They're, they're going to have to be aggressive both ways. So, both teams to score minus 150 is, looks like a juicy number. Yeah, I, I totally forgot the Premier, the Champions League final. I would, I would lean Liverpool. <laughs> I mean, Liverpool. of course. God, makes me sick. Yeah, come on. Saturday is going to be a big day. But stoppage time. It is time. Jared, the farmer, slowest, fastest, whatever minutes you want to do, it's stoppage time. It's your time. Farmer, give it to us. All right. And um, before I get into my plays, guess what? Stoppage time. It's been a little quick of a podcast without the burn dog just giving fire handicaps left and right. There's only three of us. We've got more time. So you know what? I was milking an injury during uh, extra time. Our team is up to nothing. Got to milk the clock, milk the clock. So Eric, Getting back towards what Brandon brought up earlier, this is a mini stump to sheep question. He brought up Red Bull when he comes to soccer on the pitch. And look, I'm going to preface this by saying there are 
two teams that are correct, but I'm thinking of a certain one. When you think of Red Bull, what soccer team do you think of? RB Leipzig. Wow, that wasn't even the one I was thinking of. So, but that, technically, that is correct. New York Red Bulls. Well, that one I thought you just thought of first, just because like oh, we live Salzburg? in the United States. Salzburg? That Salzburg was the ding, 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 ding. Wow, I love the Salzburg. They got Red Bull on the first, front. First one ever that ever you thought with Red Bulls, or at least me, was RB Leipzig, hundred percent. Well, they were after. I think Salzburg's been making runs in the fucking Champions League for like five, six years now. Leipzig, like it's only been a few years since they've really like come on the scenes in my personal opinion. But uh, look, we, we don't have the this, this stats statistician here today to look that up for us. So I digress. Now we get into stoppage time picks. And uh, I was looking actually to see what the, uh, but yeah, first off, my stop was going to be at the Champions League final. Eric, what I was going to say here is one thing that I am now introducing as a system play. I talk about, and look, this is breaking news. So I want you guys to give me undivided attention. Breaking news, new farmer system play are cup game unders. It's just like game sevens in NBA. It's just like game sevens in, um, what's the other sport I think? Of? Oh yeah, that NHL. But the one difference of the reason I am not taking this under, that's because you got two flying Hawaiian offenses that like to push the pace anyways. But the one, I mean, like when you watch like EuroLeague or like these cup games, once it's like, if it's zero zero or one one after the seventieth minute, they both park the bus. So like, we're not taking chances. We're fucking going extra time. Like they know they don't have to push the pace. And even if it's one zero or two one, when you have to push the pace, the over or under is already determined. You know, so it to me under uh, most of the time makes sense in a Champions League final though with two of the most electric offenses <laughs> in the entire world. I'm not going to be on that. What I like and Eric, I'm on your side, buddy. Make it a cash crop. Liverpool minus one zero five historically great team this year they just ran into a buzzsaw losing by one point in the epl to manchester city don't think that that's not going to be like weighing on their shoulders here you know this is uh <laughs> look jurgen klopp i read he got sh- like shafted that like the the last two years that they didn't win the epl were like some of the, like the highest points totals ever in the epl from a non-winner so this team's been amazing they're hungry they've been so good all year long they're actually healthy now they've had uh, a week off coming into the final. And I think that just Real Madrid is just overrated. Uh, it's my personal opinion. Go ahead. You can chime in. I'm going to have yeah. a lot of talking to you. So please have, interject uh, whatever you want. We have a revenge angle here too. Last, Liverpool played Real Madrid, I think um, 2000. Can't give you the right year, but Real Madrid beat them. And Mohamed Salah was asked, who would you rather play? And he said, I want Real Madrid for Wow. You just enhanced my handicap. I didn't even know that. Yes, sir. Fire me up. All right. So, um, could be a two-unit banger. We'll see. But I do like Brian's handicap, and hence why I won't take the under, is I could easily see this being 1-1 headed to extra time. But uh, I like Liverpool here to to score, maybe get getting um, a couple goals. Scares the shit out of me. Benzema's been in the best form of his entire career, and he's, like, on the tail end of his career, which is amazing to hear. But, I mean, dude, they're – midfielders Cruz and Modric both are like 45 year olds I don't know how they expect to possess the ball against this um just electric Liverpool team I really like Liverpool in the Champions League Jared you asked you asked and I had time to look it up I know it's stoppage time so blow the whistle yet again but no there's no I mean time will keep ticking after that to lift the trophy 
Real Madrid plus 120, Liverpool minus 180. Plus 120, minus 180. Wow. I like Liverpool there a lot. Um, but I don't like taking those because, like, you're just banking on either your team scoring in that 30 minutes extra time or a coin flip of penalty kicks. And is, which is crazy because if, if you, you could probably wait, like, obviously, you can just wait if his game did go to like extra time. They're not going to be minus 180 in that 30-minute window. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't take that. I'd rather – I like the almost even odds on Liverpool. So, good discussion in the Champions League, uh, and good luck to everyone watching. It's going to be a fantastic game, I presume. So, oh, also a little bonus pick. If you get, like, a one nothing, maybe at, like, in, like, the 35th, 45th minute, look towards maybe a live over of two and a half. You probably get that at halftime just because – if you get one nothing at halftime, team's going to change their tactical uh, formation. You're going to have a lot more aggressive play leading to counterattacks, yada, yada, yada. Now, moving on, that was my first of 10 plays. And look, soccer, it's you're probably like, how the fuck does this guy have 10 plays in stoppage time? EPL is over. Serie A is over. You have the Bundesliga over. And who the fuck cares about La Liga, right? We don't, we're not going to take anything in La Liga anyway. Screw that league. But, yes. We are headed over. They don't call me the Scandinavian monster for nothing. We are going over to Norway to begin. And look, Eric, I'm going to pick off where we pick up where we left off last time. Strums God set plus a half at home against Viking. Oh, Viking, best team in the league. They're so good. Not so fast. No one believes in this team. And the gods, the gods, no one believes in the gods. I don't know why in Norway, no one cares about the gods, but guess what? We've ridden them twice over the last couple of weeks, couple of caches. We get them at home now. Oh, they're fourth in the table. They've been middle to lower pack of the division for years now. Yeah. Guess what? New team, new owner, just new payroll. They're just a new rejuvenated team. I think they win this outright, maybe a little salt base sprinkle on that money line. Cause I'm getting plus a half at home. Well, that I'm- place is going to be popping. Let me tell you one thing as a guy who loves medieval shows and has watched Vikings, the last kingdom game of Thrones, everything that you could think of from the medieval times. If you talk about any Scandinavian, you know what they believe in the old gods with an S at the end. And they always had a battle versus the Christians and the Christians only believe in one God. So guess what? The Scandinavians believe in gods. And I know that this team as gods with, with an S at the end. So that always is a huge handicap advantage for you. All right. Now I'm look an extra time scoreboards. Now one, one between uh, the sheep and the pig on just enhancing my handicaps. So two games so far, each one of you get a bonus point for enhancing my handicap. Thank you very much. Now we move on to another team that cashed us a bet in the last couple of days. Lillestrom plus a half at Tromso. Oh, Tromso, always been top of the Similar handicap. Lillestrom, they start off slow all the time. They pick it up at the end. They finish third or fourth. In the, oh, Tromso always wins it. Guess what? Tromso off to an awful start. Not playing good at home. Lillestrom, good on the road, good at home. They parked the bus. Best defense in all of the Alitzerera, whatever the hell you want to pronounce it. I don't know how Norwegian is talking. I have no idea. I don't know. Let me text Victor Hovland one second. Uh, <laughs> how do you? Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'll wait till Victor gets back to me. But with that being said, we are going Lillestrøm plus a half on the road. I love when you get the better team playing in better form, getting half a goal in soccer. I think that's going to be a common theme of my uh, analysis today. Anyone want to get a bonus point for backing in my handicap here? 
No? Okay. Brandon, you had an easy layup with my dog's name's Lily and then Lillistrum, but you, you butcher that one. I think you just lost the point. Eric up one, nothing. Moving on. We got mold. Pick them at home against Bottle Glimpse. Bottle Glimpse, man, they came in. This is unbelievable. Every, like, it pretty much was, how <laughs> can I compare this? This was like, they got an influx of like Saudi money. This like Saudi guy bought the team and now has pumped a bunch of cash in this team. And you have a bunch of like, for in Norway, a bunch of really good players on the squad. Just And now they're, they've started off solid to start the year, but they've always been a bottom half half of the table type of team. And now they're playing solid. They go on the road to mold. Who's been a staple in this league for so long. And you get mold at home where they have been the better team this year, better team at home. Um, I almost confused mold with Bodo glimped. We're really weird name on the road. And guess what? I get to pick them. Yeah. Yeah. Give me mold all day long. And we get one more, one more in Norway. And we're going with Rosenberg. Plus a half at Valeranga. Valeranga, it's just a notorious shit team here. They've got off to a solid start. Everyone thinks, oh, I'm going to be a sharp. I bet the money line, minus 140 against Rosenberg, who's a uh, top five team in this league. Not so fast, my friend. I mean, this is an easy take the half a goal. Eric, what do we talk about in soccer? I mean, soccer is such a volatile game that when you – sometimes you got to look past the numbers. Uh, I mean, look with the numbers, but strategically – when you have the better team against the worst team and you're getting half a goal, sometimes it's just a no-brainer to take that. What do you think? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you agree. All right. We're at the halfway point of stoppage time. All right, I'm trying Ooh. trying really hard right now to find out who Victor Hovland supports in, in Norway. I do oh, have a please I, find out. I do have a question for you. Yeah, before for we get on the train from Norway to Sweden, please. Um, yeah, so you've mentioned two different leagues so far. Can you tell everybody out there, the fans, when, what time these games are being played so that they can make sure that they get their bets in ahead of time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, if you – number one rule is if you're, you're uh, tailing all these amazing soccer picks in Europe, you got to be really good when it comes to geography. got to understand time zones. You got to understand what you got to set alarms, especially look, this ain't going to be the case in Sweden and, and Norway, but when it comes to the EPL, Syria, oh yeah, they play all over the time because of TV rights and whatnot. In Norway, Sweden, they know people are sickos. They're going to be watching every single game on a fucking seven box at their house. So they play all <laughs> around the same time. Uh, normally games, they range from around 11 a.m. Eastern standard time to around, I'd say 2 p.m. I like Eastern the dates. Time. Oh, all these games are, I mean, this is a, uh, they're on the play- weekend. So it's the 28th and 29th. So it'd be, uh, what's today? Saturday, Thursday. So Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a question for both of y'all. What I'm reading an article. I still haven't found out what team Victor Holland sports. I'll get there, <laughs> but he did play soccer as a little kid. What position did Victor Holland play on the pitch? No, oh, he is so lazy and big. Definitely a defender. Wow. Baby. <laughs> I know my boy Victor, baby. <laughs> I feel like he's too short, but maybe I don't know. I would have went, like, went with like a left back, maybe. Yeah, but when you're right little, back. like you don't know how tall people are. Like there was yeah. one team I was the tallest guy. Psych. His quote was, "I was a decent defender. I had a bl- I had a blast doing it, but I wasn't too serious about it. I was just to, it was just to hang out with my class buddies." Oh, <laughs> what a guy! At, at what age? Elementary school. Let's go. Huh? 
Oh, wow. I could see that. Victor Hovland, what a legend. And Brandon, this could be a foreshadowing to us cashing an outright bet on Victor Who Hovland come this Because he's from Oslo. So is there a Ooh, team? Out- dude, oh my God. Yes. I was just researching. I swear I saw one of the, t- I want to say it's like, uh, Tomozo? oh my God, dude. No, it was like, I was looking Thompson? up to see which. Oh, K Fum Oslo. I, yeah. Oh, well, yes. I think there's a number of them. I was researching one team today. Hold on. I don't know. But, uh, oh, yeah, I was right. It was fucking this team skied. S-K-E-I-D. I was looking at the early game this morning. Yeah, it said their venue, Nodreasen Congress, a parentheses, Oslo. I think a lot of them play in Oslo, obviously, for <laughs> obvious reasons. There's a bunch of teams. Yeah, but Pretty small country. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to move there. Oh, wait, no, I'm moving to Sweden. But if I get if I go bankrupt in Sweden when I move there, I'll move to Oslo after. Um, all right. Well, all stoppage right. time continues. Yeah. Well, look, we were just talking through the last three minutes. Someone had had to get one, like one of those sprays on their tailbone. They fell on their ass after a challenge in the air. So now he's been <laughs> carted off, and we're good to resume. Resuming in Sweden. Sweden. And guess what? I'm surprised I didn't get a call out on either one of you. More notably, Brandon. Wow, Jared, you had four plays in Norway and not one over. Yeah. Well. I don't have an over yet. Saik Sunsval, Goatberg, over, 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 two and a half. Sunsval at uh, on the road at Goatberg. Goatberg, fat and happy. They've been scoring four goals a game combined. Brandon, I know you don't understand when I say that. I'm saying all their games they play, they're average about four goals per game. But they've been electric scoring at home. Sunsval conceding a lot on the road. But you know what? I don't trust his son's fault. Big win last game. I think they're feeling good. They score one on the road. Goatberg get three. They went three to one. Uh, I like that. I just started my predictions. I should have done that in Norway, but I guess it's only in Sweden. And I mentioned in Norway, Tromso started off really slow. Another team that does the same thing in Sweden. I think they are Scandinavian brothers. Remember this Tromso Malmo. Maybe it's the O's at the end. They are brothers, both starting slow, both like the big, fat, and happy teams. They do what they do. Digger Forest, bottom of the table in Sweden at home, getting one goal. Eric, what do we say about one goal spreads in soccer? Biggest trap. Biggest trap. That's why we take the goal. We got one of the worst teams at home. They need to play well, uh, need to compete. Malmo on the road, three games, one goal scored, six goals against, and Oh, they're still really good. They got, I don't give a shit. They maybe score a goal this game. We get plus one. At worst, we're pushing. Uh, final score, 1-1 one, one, draw. Next, Elsberg, Norkapping, two of my favorite teams. Eric, Brandon, you guys have heard this over the years. But for the fans, in case you haven't heard or you forgot, whenever these two play, it's an over two and a half. It's hit 13-2 and two over the last 15. I don't know why they keep putting it two and a half, but whatever, I'll keep taking it. Next, our team, Eric, I got to ride them again. John Coppings, plus one at Oster's. Look, these teams are pretty much identical in all of the main statistical categories. But we're getting a half a goal because we're – sorry, a full goal because we're on the road. Eric, what do we say about one goal spreads? Attack. Thank you. Give me the plus one. And last but not least, who am I going to end with other than my favorite team in all of Sweden, even though they suck? Ostersons versus AFC. Brandon, who are we taking here? Ostersons for sure. Yeah, you're a psych. We're taking that ah, over two and a half. The only way I end it is with an over. 
Drop the mic, the whistle. Stoppage time has concluded. Wow. Got the lights lamped. Wow. I need a, need a mask. Whew. That was fire. All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for our cash crop segment of the episode. It's time for everyone else's favorite segment of the week. It's time to stomp, stomp the, the sheep. Wow, we got to work on that. My bad. Eh, we're, we're on Zoom. We're not in person this time, so it's understandable. But it's time for us to ask Eric some questions, see if we could stomp him, see if he knows everything there is about sports and if he is an efficient aficionado. So <laughs> question number one, Eric, who leads the NHL playoffs and goals scored right now? Hmm. Goal scored? Goal scored. Not points, nothing else. Goal scored. I would have to say Evander Kane. Ding, 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 wow. ding, 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 ding. Guys yes. have like two hat tricks. He's got 12 goals in the playoffs. What? He had like two hat tricks already. I think he had a hat trick last night. Yeah. He's had a hat trick in each series. Yeah, 12 Jeez. goals. And the funny thing is McKinnon is leading in points, but he's still a Vander yeah, Kane. Once you said goals, I knew it was a He's got a goal for every assault charge against him. Good I would have. That's <laughs> not an assault charge. He had a gambling charge. He was, <laughs> I don't know. It was something with his wife. It had. Yeah, it was yeah. that he was gambling all his money and she was calling him. All out right. To, I, to look, I, I preface that by saying, I mean, not factual, can't be sued. We're good. Moving on. Sorry, everyone. Okay. Question number two. I was listening to Dan Levitard's podcast this week, and they were talking about Johnny Cueto. They said that Johnny Cueto came out in the news this week that he has 44 mega speakers in his ambulance that he owns. He owns an ambulance. Apparently, (laughs) it's a known thing for Dominicans to do. Apparently, Robinson Cano also owns his own ambulance, and he soups up his ambulance with all these speakers that basically you could fucking throw a goddamn party or have a goddamn music festival just based off of the amount of speakers now souped up this ambulances that he drives. So that the only reason I thought of it was because of that. Johnny Cueto still in the MLB. He's been on four teams in his career. Name all four. White Sox, Reds, Royals, Giants. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Once the Royals is the Royals is the one that threw me off. I like wouldn't have necessarily. Remembered. I remember he was on the Royals, so the Giants beat him. Yeah, that one threw me off for a second. So well done. All right, two for two. Now this one, you have no shot, and Jared's probably going to have to to pick you up here. But I don't even know if he knows it necessarily. But the PGA Championship this past week, they had an aggregate three hole playoff over the weekend because it went to a playoff. When was the last year the PGA Championship had a playoff? I think I know, but I'm not sure. It was, was a graphic. It... it was a graphic on the screen when the playoffs started. So oh, I was, I was. I mean, was it was it Tiger Woods, Rocco? Rock, no, that was U.S. Open, right? That was yeah. That was an 18 hole aggregate. That was I'm, just the two. I'm I'm 82 percent sure. Well, take well, it away, champ. I'm gonna guess 2011. Uh ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. Maybe I wasn't blacked out after all. Who was it? 
Oh, I don't know who was in it. I just they just mentioned that the last time that the PGA had Keegan a Bradley was in two thousand. That's the thing, right? That was at Whistling Straits. I don't know. I just guessed. It seems around the year he probably would have won. Or Lucas Glover? No, he won the U.S. Open. Yeah, probably Keegan hey, would be my. I'm guess. looking it up real quick. Why not? Right. Yeah. Who else would you guess, Eric? Who would want? I mean, Tiger would be an easy guess. Just now, he don't he. I was shocked uh, to hear Tiger didn't win. Those Martin the last one he won was Keegan, 07. Martin Keimer and Keegan Bradley. Yeah, Keimer's a good guess. No. I like that so guess. Keegan won. And nah, Martin Keimer. Two for two. Martin Keimer was in the playoff. That was in straights. It was a two-man playoff. It was yeah. Keegan. I'm looking at the 2011 PGA, buddy. And I'm looking at the aggregate score as well. Keegan Bradley beats... Another guy who's also won the PGA Championship but only has one. I will die laughing if it's Martin Keimer. It's not. Oh. <laughs> but he, he is certainly someone that we all know and won a major over a decade ago who we think is a legend, but... Phil Mickelson? No. Ernie no, Els? I said, I said we think he's a legend. Fred Couples? He still plays on the PGA Tour right now. How about that? Brian Gay? He's uh, won a PGA before, I said. I know. I'm, I'm bringing up guys that I think are legends that are, like, older. Um, uh, Tourist Singh? Oh, that's a good guess. No. I don't think he won one, though. Oh, BJ Singh? No, he had to. I was, yeah, but I don't think he's a legend. No. JD. Oh, John Daly? Oh, wow. No. Yeah, he it's, is. Jason Day? No, you're Jason getting closer. Day. You're getting closer. John Daly. John Daly? You're both getting closer. How am I not there? You said JD. Is this like opposite Dustin Johnson? He didn't win that. Nope. You're getting, you guys are so close. This is unbelievable. Why do you, oh, you're I saying I gave you the legend. initials. Oh, still, I thought you were literally still, giving us the answer. He still plays on the PGA Tour right now. He never makes any cut. He's always $6,000. Oh, Jason Duffner. Jason Duffner. That? Yeah, that's right. It was, wow. it was Keegan over Jason Duffner. Wow, three Duffner almost won two majors? Good grief. I know. So, uh, all right. Wait, well, did Duffner he had to play at this PJ championship, but I don't think he did, did he? Yeah, yeah he did. no, he did. I, I saw him on the range on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, he, he did. He, it's no one cut. of those events that you can keep it's getting in. Now. So, All right, guys, well, I did uh, not stump well, the sheep this week. I, I got a question for you, buddy. Yeah, buddy. The tables oh, have turned. Oh, there has been. I'm going to take it to the NASCAR, right? You know, you've been following NASCAR, watching a lot, watch the All-Star Race. We are more than halfway through the season. How many races have there been? Who cares? Who How leads? many races are there? I don't even know. Let's see. Well, who cares, right? Yeah. Who leads? The Fed, uh, the NASCAR FedEx Cup, who <laughs> lead the NASCAR Cup Series in points? I want to go with Chastain because he's won so many recently, but my gut still tells me it's Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, definitely one of the Bush brothers. No, it, uh, eh, I don't. I, if it's not Chet, is it? it I mentioned I know Chastain. Nothing, so don't listen to me. But Larson I, is in ninth place, by the way, and Chastain is in fifth. So I also tend to lean um, Dylan. Dylan? 
That guy's like 40th. Dylan hasn't won yet. Dylan hasn't won one race. Guy's in 13th place. Blaney? Closer. He's in second. Byron? Nope. You'll never guess. And I was shocked too. Chase Elliott. Oh, that's what I meant when I said Dylan. I don't know why I said <laughs> Oh, of course. I meant Chase Elliott. I swear. I, I, yeah. That's what I, I, I was thinking be- of when I said it. I couldn't believe that, though, because Dylan has done nothing. You don't even know who Dylan is. I, I'm Yeah. What is it? Austin Dylan? I was thinking of yeah. Chase Elliott, though, for some reason. Chase Elliott. And then uh, one more here. Let's see. Where can I go? Where can I go? Oh, come on. You got to. Pretty fucking right, these. All right. <laughs> Tonight's pitching matchup in the Angels and uh, Blue Jays. <laughs> we have Hinjin Ryu or Shohei Tani. Two <laughs> Japanese baseball players going head to head. When is the last time two Japanese pitchers went head to head? You don't know the answer. <laughs> they just showed it. I'm watching. <laughs> God. So I'm negated from answering. Hey, right. um, the the fucking the Yankees old starter. Is that one of them? Did they really just show it, Jared? Because I didn't see it. So you just made that up? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I I was just I really didn't see it. When did they show it? <laughs> they just showed it was two Japanese players' wars, actually. So it wasn't exactly what you said, but Eric, if you don't know the question, don't ever fucking ask a question. Yeah, well, you literally said anyway. before the show that you have three questions for him, and they're all NASCAR. Two are NASCAR, one's uh, Formula One. And now you yeah, just Hendren, well, Hendren Rio is from South Korea. He's not from Japan. Oh my god! All right, yeah, you're done. Was, you're you're yeah. ejected. That's a red yeah. card. How does it feel? You know how many times I've got the right answer to a question? You're like wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a great point. Least, uh, That's a good point. All right, fine. You ready? Ronald Tapia, Ronald Tapia. He's a Blue Jay or Ramil Tapia. What team did he play for last year? Oh, that's a good question. I know that. That's a can of corn. Cincinnati. Wrong. <laughs> God, you suck. You expect me to fucking know who Tapia is? Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. You play fantasy? He's a yeah. scrub. Yeah, he was on. Really? He was in Mile High, where the ball travels very far. All right, I'm done. And, all, all right, right guys. Here's the ladder of that question. It's a ladder. So, who replaced? Ronald Tapia, leadoff hitter for the Rockies. I'll give you a hint. He's got two first names. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Jared? Oh, you don't care now when you're the one getting questioned. It is Connor Joe. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I like you. All right. That's going to do it for Stump the Pig and Stump the Sheep, <laughs> even though I actually write down my questions ahead of time and try to make sure I have the answer on hand had, instead of I just looking it up on the fly. But it's time for that part of the episode where we wrap it up and give our Bet the Farm pick of the week. Oh, man. There's uh, not many options, boys. So um, I, I know I gave a lot of fire Scandinavian handicaps. I don't know if you guys like it, but. Uh, uh, other than I, that, when I, when I'm just going to say, when I brought up Liverpool and Real, both teams to score, you both were like, Ooh, I like, yes, that. I'm in. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, let me preface this by saying I'm going to make a late nomination. I don't have the balls to take it as a cash crop, but uh, Celtics minus eight and a half. I mean, Jimmy Butler doesn't have an ACL. Kyle Lowry doesn't have a hamstring. I think I'm going to ladder them to win by like 30 plus. Yeah. I'm definitely not taking that. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to bring that up so that it's on record. Um, look, 
it's a good way to hedge my cash crop. So this is a part of the show where even though we're in COVID protocols and on Zoom, we grab our hypothetical hands, we look into our hypothetical mirror, and we say, both teams to score in the Champions League final is what we like to call a bet, bet the, the farm. farm.